Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome in. 913-586-7798. Happy to have you with us here. Uh, Dana Park's coming up at 2 o'clock. John Grayson's still on vacation today. Back next week. Ryan Weber's hanging out with us. I don't know what this is. Oh, yes, I do. Yeah. I just didn't know the beginning. I didn't know the beginning. Okay. This wedding playlist on Spotify is crushing. I was going to say, Colin, this is like. We know what you moonlight as. as. Say it. Say it. Do I have to? Yes. We all know. You might. You might be a wedding DJ. I was a wedding I DJ. I know you were. Most people in, yes. most guys in radio at some point have was been a wedding, a wedding DJ. DJ. I picture the pay being exceptional. Tips? Yes. Tips. Very, very nice. Yeah. Yes. Yep. See? That's why. Girls' res- phone numbers. I respect also. the game. Yeah. Tell no, us more. I was I was quite busy. So the reason I stopped doing it. You're a professional. Uh, I was 19 years old in charge of being the MC of the most important day of two people's lives. And to be uh-huh. honest with you, the stress got to me. As you, a 19-year-old sophomore in college, you take that I, seriousness I here yeah. too. I mean, you take you take that same level and you bring it right here every day. I try. <laughs> wait, I want wait, the record to show wait, I'm not the one giving him grief. Like the special the special day, you didn't want to ruin their special day. Yeah, I got too stressed out with school and other academics and clubs and everything else I was doing and then having to do this on the weekends. I had not a lot of free time hey, those good, first few years Good of for you for as young as you are to try to seek balance. You know how yeah. old I was before I was like, wait, this is not sustainable. Yeah, I <laughs> this did level it. of stress and anxiety in my yeah, life. I, I DJed the weddings for about nine months um, and I was working two jobs at the time and then also a full-time student as well. So that, Those were the most stressful years of my it life. Was it I was tough. I remember college, like I worked multiple jobs. Me too. And I was a horrible student. <laughs> I remember specifically like showing up to a class once and then being like, so you ready for the test? And me being like, what? What test? Because I was focused on so many different things. And when I got my first real job after college, I was like, this is a breeze. Uh, <laughs> I yeah. just have to be here and think about yeah. this all day. What a, what a gift. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. I was working and I got my first job in radio when I was 19. 
And once I discovered that, that's all I ever wanted to do. And so, and they loved having me there because you could pay me six bucks an hour instead of whatever the reporters were making. And you, so, you almost had a back in my day moment. <laughs> I did. I, I'm having one. Uh, but I would go to class from 8 a.m. until noon because I would go to the radio station 2 p.m. until 11 p.m. six yeah. days a week. I mean, I, I and I loved it. it, and it it set me up financially a little bit. But it would, yeah. When when I was done with school, I'm like, oh. So my mornings are free now. This it is a, great. It's a weird feeling, isn't it? Yeah. I think I've had a, I was thinking about this today. I mean, I took a little bit of time off, what is it, 20, 2021, whatever year it is mm-hmm. now, uh, between jobs. And that was the first multi-month break I had had since I was 15 years old. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I had a first job was at Pizza Hut, cleaning those greasy deep dish pizza pans, washing those dishes, never made one pizza while I worked there. It's a short stint. Um, <laughs> never, never did get promoted to the line of making pizzas, but like I do, I do think about that context of I mean, not a lot of kids have those jobs anymore, right? Like a lot of young people are working. There's less than ever before. Like the fast food type stuff, or what do you mean? Yeah, like teenagers, like they don't really have like a like a full. Well, it's not oh, full time, sure. but it's like part time, right? But kids yeah, don't I had work as much in high school. A lot of my now, friends. Yeah. So I worked at the golf course in high school because I live close to the golf course. But how many of your friends also had jobs starting from like 15 on? Most of them, yeah. Oh, small, good. small town, yeah. oh, okay, Kansas. Okay. It was easy to get that job. All my friends worked at Pizza Hut, or they delivered, or they did something of the sort. Cool. When I was a kid, everybody worked at Dairy Queen. Yeah, that was what we had. Dairy Queen and Casey's. Were yeah, Casey's also good pizza. Breakfast especially pizza. In, that's where I got the morning. Yep. Pizza. <laughs> yep, and the taco pizza ain't bad. No, the lettuce gets a little wilty if you let yeah. it go too long. But if you eat that fresh, pretty good. They have a cheeseburger pizza. Also good. good. That's what we would get. That that one's surprisingly good. What were we talking about yesterday? The shrimp scampi pizza? Yes. And how awful that sounds. Yeah. You got to reheat it. I didn't even even get that that. far. You got leftovers. You're not. I don't get it. But somebody on Kansas City Reddit. Do you hate Reddit too? I love Reddit. Okay. I didn't know if that was going to be another thing that I spent a lot of time on that you don't like. I remember years ago there. I went to this startup conference in Omaha. And there was this guy who was starting this this blog called Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and, which is going for an IPO now, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it about to and go for an IPO? And they're worried that the Wall Street Bets folks might manipulate that price, which they have the power to do. Mm-hmm. There is no law against it. But I remember meeting this guy, Alexis, in, a, in, in Omaha, Nebraska, of all places, right? There was actually a few people at that conference, Gary Vaynerchuk as well. Mm-hmm. And none of them had, I mean, they were they were significant enough to have been asked to speak at this conference in Omaha, mm-hmm. but they weren't significant yet. And if you would have told me at that point in time that Reddit would be what it was today and he would have married Serena Williams, right? I would have said, this guy? Yeah. Not this guy. Yeah. But I mean, they also had, always had such an interesting story to tell about how they came up with those ideas mm-hmm. and, and executing all those ideas. But I would have never thought it would become what it is today or still be as relevant as it is. And I just watched the the movie about GameStop on Netflix. Oh, I haven't watched it yet. It's anxiety inducing. Fantastic. But also like the guy who kind of was the godfather of all that made a boatload of money. Mm-hmm. And so did a lot of other people. But then there's always the other side of it. I made a little bit of money too. Kansas City Reddit is the first site I check every morning when I do. Somebody just asked me the other day. Oh, a mutual friend of ours asked me. How I consume local news. We went back and forth a little bit because he was yeah. he was curious to know how I how I prep the show. And I said, you know, I check probably 150 websites every day because I have them in folders and they're separated by category. And so I check them. 
I check them every 24 hours. You need a ring doorbell. And so. Because <laughs> then you could get part of that community. And that community is just as wild as next door. I have next door. I don't need the <laughs> ring doorbells. But yeah. Kansas City Red, it's the first thing I check in the morning because it's my way of kind of knowing what people are talking about. Like what what happened last night? Where were the sirens? Where was the smoke that I that didn't show up on Twitter? You know, where who heard what sounds last sure. night that might be, you know, that might be a thing or that's how I in part how I knew aside from Twitter that the reaction to the Kansas City current parking is as extreme as it is because people on Reddit were losing their minds. There's also a certain age population that goes on Reddit. And you got to keep that in mind, too. Sure. I think you and I are on the older end of it. Probably. I think it's more Colin. Um, but it kind of gets me in tune to what's what's going on. Now, Reddit also is awful. Um, I don't you probably remember this about the Boston Marathon bombing. Oh, God. We almost had that same experience here. The TV. Right. Because the TV show, The Newsroom, if you ever watch that, Aaron Sorkin did The Newsroom and they recreated yes. this on The Newsroom. I remember. That was on HBO. Part of the problem with Reddit, and we've had this problem with other shootings in other cities and here also, is that anybody can post on Reddit anything they want. And so during the Boston Marathon bombing, it was the first time that we really had this happen where people posted pictures on Reddit of who they said, this is the bomber. And it wasn't it wasn't him. No, it caused chaos. Absolute havoc. I feel horrible for that gentleman here locally who yeah. is, I'm not even going to say his name because it's not right. We just kind of let it go. But folks, if you're going to post stuff like that, you get what's coming to you. And if you're going to make a claim about somebody specifically accusing them of some, doing something illegal that opens you up significantly to a number of things. Right. And we've had the lawmakers that have done it. We have, I don't have the guy's name well, in front of me. I know, but there's one that in guy. particular that still, cause there were several, there was one out of Tennessee, but there was another one in particular that not only, um, what's the word I'm looking for perpetuated that rumor. Cause it's not a fact that rumor, there was one who refused to take it down and then eventually took it down off Twitter. But there's another one who refused it. He was asked about it. Like, okay, do you take back what you said now? And he said, no comment. There and that's are, the problem. The correction doesn't get as much attention as the wrong thing does. There are certain people. I'm, I'm convinced this is my opinion. So free to disagree. But there are certain people in this world that never miss a personal opportunity in somebody else's crisis. Whatever it is, yeah. The no matter the significance of the event, whenever it happens, they're like, ooh, this is good for me somehow. I'm going to say this. Or I'm going to do that to draw attention to me. I mean, it's probably a form of narcissism. They're out there, and mm-hmm. they, they shine bright during situations like this. And they should be, should be watched closely. Those are dangerous people. Again, all I will say is, this is my PSA for the day, and then I'll get off my soapbox, is always double, triple, quadruple check the source of your information. it's why we'll get texts sometimes about Uh, this this happened this happened during the super bowl this is the most we're going to talk about this today um but it happened during the parade shooting during during the rally shooting because i was watching i wasn't on the air but i was listening to dana parks and i happened to have the text line open and you're and you're watching it come in of the people and and maybe they're right when they give you names or when they tell you how many people have died remember initially we thought it was two people that died and that's what came in a lot initially. It was one. And I kept, people kept telling me why, you know, why aren't you reporting this? Because police have not told us that yet. You just got to really be careful. You're a professional. with what you hear. And so. we thank you for that. You know, if you could give a gift to the world, Jamie, one gift, think about what it might be. Don't, don't like just 
splurt something out. But this was a question in something. I can't remember what activity I was doing. That was like one of those strengths finders, something like that. I was like, if you could give a gift to the world, what gift would you give? And I thought about this for a second. Yeah. And the most disruptive gift I could give this world <laughs> would be critical thinking skills. Just for home, no kidding. If everybody no kidding. in this world had critical thinking skills, yeah. all these issues we're talking about, gone. And used them. Gone. Yeah. They've got yeah. the skill. They would see the news and be like, I'm going to wait until mm-hmm. I see an official report. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm going to wait to reserve judgment until I've researched this topic and, you know, had some critical thought about it. Like mm-hmm. if there was critical, just a average amount of critical thinking skills across every human being on this planet. Yeah. The problems mm-hmm. gone, just gone. Yes. And with that, oh, we'll take a break here. All right. Coming up, there is a study out of the top cities in the country. And when I say top, I mean worst when it comes to potholes. Uh, we are on this list amongst cities well, that are bigger well, than us. Well, if you um, we haven't talked about this in a little bit because it's been warm here for a while now, but weigh in 913-586-7798. How bad is the problem here and where? You just you just brought a point. You said cities, I do cities that. that are bigger than us. Yeah. How are you defining that by population? Because there are only a few cities that have a larger square footage than Kansas City. We are dramatically, yes. We are we are very, very spread out. Uh, we'll get to this list. We'll go through this a little bit coming up next here on KMBZ. 913-586-7798. John's on vacation today. Back next week. Our buddy Ryan Weber's hanging out. Um, USA Today had this uh, reported on these numbers here that were based off of Google Trends. They looked at states with the worst pothole problems, and then they broke down cities as well. They looked at uh, this looked at information from AAA. They said last year, 44 million drivers had to pay for vehicle repairs after encountering a pothole. So they've got the states with the worst pothole problems. Uh, Missouri is not in the top 10. Missouri is number 14 on that list, however. Then they give us the list of the cities with the worst pothole problems. And we rank much higher on this list than other cities with more road miles than we do. We are number 10 on this list. In the top nine are three cities in Washington, which, as you pointed out to me, makes sense because of there is the some rain. science behind this. Yeah. Like if you live in a place that yeah. has moisture and temperature swings, you're going to have potholes. Yeah. Number one on this list is New York, followed by Los Angeles, then Minneapolis. That makes perfect sense. Nashville is number four. San Francisco is number five, which doesn't make sense. Usually potholes, somebody correct my science, is largely because of ice, you know, from ice expanding the road and then that melting and the road is expanded, but doesn't doesn't just go back to where it was. San Francisco doesn't get ice, but they got earthquakes. That's and they true. happen on a regular basis. So the okay. land the land is shifting very significantly in okay. San Francisco. Not here, although <laughs> I mean we do live by the most dangerous fault. So uh-huh. that thing blows Cape Girardeau's toast. So are we? Uh-huh. But yeah, I mean the the land shift uh, is much higher on the West Coast than any other part of the country. Uh, so number six is Spokane, Washington, which is out eastern Washington. Wild weather in Spokane. Yeah. Uh, Yakima, Washington, which is just south of Seattle. That's big champagne. Sparkling wine country is oh. Yakima. That's what I know about it. Uh, D.C. is number eight. Seattle is number nine. We are, and they combine the metro here. So Kansas City, Kansas, and Missouri is number 10. And then you get into much bigger cities. Chicago's number 11. Atlanta's number 12. Uh, Philadelphia is number 15. Indianapolis is number 17, and then we get into some smaller cities here. I'm looking for bigger ones. Um, 
Detroit is number 29. Jackson, Mississippi is number 27. It's weird to see cities that don't get winter weather on this list. And then you get into some other stuff. Uh, but we're number 10. How bad is it? Have you had one this year? Yeah. yeah. Or hit a pothole I, this year? I will like say bad? it's not as bad this year. And I live in Casey Mo. I live in the city. So that's typically where a lot of these really bad potholes occur. But not always. I know there's been one that really disrupted traffic on I-435 just last month. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we got texts about it. I was laughing. People get so up in arms about potholes. Like, it is a thing we have to live with here. There is, unless we were to dramatically use different materials to build our roads, like, it's just part of the deal. And in case you know, like, you can text 311, the location of a pothole, and you get updates. Yeah. So you get communicated with that there is a case number and when it's gonna, supposed to be fixed and that it's actually been fixed. So that level of communication, I think, is incredible. But just complaining about it, like there's not a lot that we can do about it because we live in this climate. Yeah. So we have all four seasons. We have rain, which is a good thing. And we're just going to have them. Like it's just what we have to deal with here. And most of the country does too. 913-586-7798. If you want in here, feel free to get in. The thing, the conversation that we've had on the air about it a lot is, okay, we accept that we can't control that we get potholes. It would be nice if the city had more mechanisms and better methods of getting those potholes fixed more quickly. Hmm, which city? Part of the fight, yes, is, is it the state's problem? Yeah. Which, is it, which or road? Is it, or, and which city is it? Yes, absolutely. And what material are we using to fill potholes so that it stays longer? And then it's a question of, in the case of 435, okay, that's a really, really busy stretch of highway. So when are you going to close it in order to... Or, or close sections of it in order to get that done. And when so, you're yeah. fixing puddles in the wintertime, you're just putting Band-Aids on things. Yeah. Because it's all going to change gonna again. when it warms up again. Yeah. It's just, I mean, we are we have not had a lot of innovation with how we, we build and construct roads. But because of our climate, this, I mean, it's just not stable ground. It's just not. But I do always laugh when people get up in arms about it every year. It's just part of the season, unfortunately. Yes, Yes, but I under it's an expensive problem. Now, so I, I get it. I too. heard that if your vehicle is damaged by a pothole, is there anything you can do about it? Like, is it just now your problem? Or can Are you asking about the city? And again, it's like what city? What agency? Well, but let's assume Casey Mo for the sake of argument. Okay. The yeah, that's the biggest one. Um yeah, didn't you tell me this? That I don't they will know. reimburse I, you for I think they will. I think if has anyone ever been successful in that venture? I've heard that that happens, so I've there, heard that to be true, yes, that the city will reimburse you. If it was a city pothole, especially if they knew about it already and hadn't fixed it yet, that they will, they'll reimburse you for if it. If anybody has ha- had success doing that, please so, call in. Yeah. That is a good public service announcement. And does anybody else do it? Is any other government like that? Uh, it is a big frustration in Casey Moe right now because MoDOT controls a lot of our critical infrastructure roads around here yeah. and bridges. And, you know, when there's a big homeless camp, like, why isn't the city doing something about that? Legally, they can't. Not their jurisdiction. It's it's complicated when, when you start looking at all those different factors. Like, 71 Highway, MoDOT. So if there's a pothole in 71, you're likely going to text or, or call 311 if you're somebody who reports these things. But that's not Casey Mo. Yeah. That, in fact, that's now a federal interstate. It's even more complex. Likely, it's MoDOT still contracted to do all that, but... All right, we need to get to a break. Jacob, hang on the line. If you are on hold, we'll get to your calls next on KMBZ.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome in. 913-586-7798. Ryan Weber's in for John Grayson, who's on vacation. All right, we were talking about the condition of our roads here. We knew this already. It's not lost on us that live here that the potholes are bad. But now... USA Today looked at uh, Google research and the trends that come up on Google Trends and found out that Kansas City, uh, the metro, not just one side or the other, ranks 10th highest in terms of pothole problems among cities in the country. Uh, let's see. Jake has been hanging on in Platte City. Hey, Jacob, how's it going? Hey, Jamie. So I'll, I'll touch on your uh, prior question here real quick before I get to the other deal. Okay. Um, MoDOT does reimburse for damage i know some people who have gotten reimbursed for damage um i i haven't done it personally because all my junk's wore out so and it all, it all has big tires so it really doesn't mess much up but they i know people who have gotten stuff reimbursed from modot for damage and uh we're hearing that about we, other cities about kansas city and independence and that it happens elsewhere too mm-hmm the, uh, but when we talked about this last, I had called in about 50 Highway because I literally just drove through there and how bad it was down by the fire station. Well, the last time I went through there oh, a week and a half ago, they actually had it all barricaded up and down to one lane in each direction to actually fix it all because it was that bad. Wow. Okay. Um, do we know how long it takes? Um, however long it takes to get all the machines out, mill the road up, and repave it. Huh. <laughs> yeah. There's so many thoughts coming to mind. I mean, thanks, Jacob. We have not really ever looked at like innovation in regards to road roads or the materials yeah. that we use. It's just like whatever is the cheapest, fastest way. It's government. We're using taxpayer dollars. That's what we got to do. And so, like, until any of that changes. This is just part of normal life. And I hate to say that, but like there is there, I'm sure there's a lot of innovation that's been created, but not put into practice about roads. And 
other countries have kind of tried some of this and it's probably going to be part of the near future, but it hasn't changed. Yeah. And it's the definition of insanity. We can, <laughs> we can do the same thing over and over again, but like, Hey, the way that we build roads folks, like it's the same since we started paving them for the most part. Interstates are a little bit different because of the heavy vehicles that yeah. go on the interstate. It's a little bit more high grade concrete yeah. and in, in runways and airports, but it's just part of life here because when water freezes, mm-hmm. it expands. And when a snow plow comes through, it's going to grab some of that expansion and take it with it. Yeah. So it's like, do we, we it's just part of life. Yeah. I've kind of looked at it that way. All right. Speaking of roads, um, Kansas City police have put out a few tweets in the last couple of hours stressing their point, of course, being about the number of problems that we're having on the roads, particularly when it comes to fatalities. And this is worth passing along. I don't know. They didn't put locations with these pictures of the radar, uh, but they did put out photos of three different instances of extreme speeding. They say occurred last weekend. I'd love to know where this was and what the speed limit was, but they've got pictures on here. One of someone going 103 miles an hour, one at 104 miles an hour, and one at 107 miles an hour. And then they said, this year we are currently at 15 fatality crashes that have claimed 18 victims. This time last year, we had 12 fatality crashes that claimed 10 victims. So and we are significantly worse now. Speed is involved. They in said all the that? numbers just keep getting higher and speeding is taking more lives every day. Is it bad that I just wanted to know what the excuses were for people that were going that What's fast? the reason they gave? They come yeah. up with some wild ones. Yeah. So they're just putting out more tweets about it. Just, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the highest speed limit that we have, I-35 goes to 75 miles an hour, doesn't it? At some point when you get further south. I've seen 80 in Wyoming. Okay, but here. Here, yeah, 75. I think 75 is the highest. So I think I've seen an 85 out there somewhere. You remember for the, for the hot minute when Montana had no speed limit? Yeah, they have a speed limit. Yeah. I mean, it, so it's sort of, isn't it just assumed on an inter... I was about to say 70. Okay. Is it 65? That you assume the on an interstate, the speed limit is 65 unless it's posted otherwise? No, you're supposed to assume that on country roads, it's 55. Okay. okay. Unless posted otherwise. Okay. I remember that. <laughs> Going <laughs> Dri- back to driver's ed, ed was, was a long time ago. ago. Yes, it was. Um, so just uh, be careful while you're out there. I wanted to move on. We were talking about this off the air a little bit. There was a story out of CBC News that I thought was interesting. I've had this in my back pocket all week here I wanted to talk about. The headline on this was, Cousins are disappearing. Is this reshaping the experience of childhood? So there's a new study out, and we didn't need a study to tell us this, but that families are getting smaller. People are having fewer kids, and more families are having only children. And so our experience of having cousins to hang out with and grow up with, number one, you have fewer siblings than you used to, but we also have fewer cousins to grow up with and then also have as extended family when we get older. And we were just talking about it off the air also about that idea of, and feel free to call 913-586-7798. Do you have fewer cousins? Like think about your parents and think about the cousins that they have talked about having. Or if you have kids, do your kids have fewer cousins than you have? And I'm sure, and, and that's fine, but there's just a, there's a lot that goes into that. So my, my mom remarried and her husband's family is massive. Mm-hmm. And I did not have that experience growing up. I, I'm sadly not close with the handful of cousins I do have. And I think like his mom is one of 17 or something wow. wild like okay. that. And then he had five brothers or so, and they've all had big families. And like their family gatherings are, 
I mean, it's it's like they have to moderate like how many people can come. Like it's yeah. it's fifties. It's more than fifty at least in every gathering. And to me, like that's it's incredibly overwhelming. But also, like I get a little jealous. Like how yeah. cool would that have been? Mm-hmm. And they all tend to like each other and support each other, and they've got such great family unit there. And it's like that is really unique and special, and yeah. and very hard to find. Not the experience I had growing up just because my cousins were, they lived somewhere else and we were never really close or had enough in common to, to, to be close, I guess, in that way. But it, it there's a lot of benefits to that. Like that support system yeah. is something that few people have. Yeah. Um, my mom is one of uh, three initially and then she has uh, several step siblings. And so if I count everybody and I do, um, all of the cousins combined on that side, it's like 20. Um and we didn't grow up close because we didn't grow up geographically close. Yeah. Everybody moved um, except for a couple of us. And so I didn't particularly – now, as we get older and as my parent, my mom's generation, more of them have passed, this generation we're determined now to try to keep in touch and we hang out in ways that we never – and we make more effort into that. Well, we can thank social media for some of that. Yeah. We can stay somewhat in tune with those lives. Yeah, and just kind of making an effort. Yeah. You know, we don't we don't live close to each other, but we just make more of an effort. My dad, my dad was one of three, uh, and there are five cousins there, and so, and I'm, I was the first. We all grew up really close. We were all in the same city. We hung out every weekend. I am the only one that doesn't live there anymore. The other four are all still either in Kankakee or in the Chicago suburbs. Do you feel shunned? Um, it's funny that you say that. I have gotten some grief over the years for being the one that is not there anymore. What's the source of that grief? Let's just dig it's into this. It's not me. Let me tell you, it's not me. <laughs> um, but I was just the one that had the career that led me out of, of yeah. Illinois. And I was also the more adventurous one that kind of knew I was probably going somewhere else anyway. There's probably some jealousy in your family. Like there's certainly people that probably wanted to have that experience, but didn't. But I also wish I was there. Like I, I miss, they are, you know, they're close to each other and they can hang out whenever and we were so close as kids that I wish we still were, especially because I'm the only child, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, but it is interesting, um, particularly if you are an only child, you know, to not have the cousins. You need the cousins then because you don't have the siblings. Uh, if you've had experience with it, again, I, I wish I was closer to my cousins. I wish I had siblings. I've said this many, many times. And then I know people who are not close to their siblings. And I think, oh, okay. Okay, it's not all like puppies and sunshine and rainbows all the time. Probably wish you had curly hair, that you were tall. I had curly hair. I it's do like, have naturally curly hair. And oh, I do you wish do. I was That's taller. Right. You do have naturally curly hair. Uh, yeah. yeah. I wish I had another six inches or so. <laughs> this, um, is, this is what we do to ourselves. Yeah. If but, only I had this. But I used to, like, I, I tell my friend, like, oh, my gosh, don't just have one child. But I get that it's easier and I get that there are reasons. But, um, yeah, cousins are going away. And that culture of growing up with your cousins is not what it used to be. And we're kind of missing out on having the family, you know, the friends in the family that we grow up with and get to play with and always have. It is it is a strength, especially if there is that strong family unit where it's supportive and it's a positive environment. And there were I mean, you look forward to family events and holidays when you've got that fun family experience to go share with those others. Yeah, it it certainly is something that's going to change the dynamic. But if. It's interesting. So if people have less kids, of course, the math works out where that would be the case. And since we live in in much more of a hybrid society, like you can kind of work from everywhere and live from anywhere. Yeah. That's probably going to keep happening. It also happens where even if you have cousins, you might not know them because we have more people like me now that that move away from wherever they grew up. 
yeah. or siblings live apart from each other now more than they used to. So even if your kids have cousins, they maybe don't know them. Well, and you live in a different bubble now. Yeah. And those bubbles sometimes can't relate or don't have the same things to talk about. I mean, we all we all have that that challenge living in those bubbles. Yeah. But if you went to a completely different bubble, then it's hard to find that same connection after time goes on. 913-586-7798 if you want in here. Ryan Weber's in for John Grayson. Back here in just a few minutes on KMBZ. 913-586-7798. Uh, we were just talking about the story out of CBC News out of Canada which seems to be true here also about because families are getting smaller and we have fewer siblings and people, siblings are moving away from each other more. We don't just stay where we grew up. We have fewer cousins than we used to. And the cousins that we do have, we're just not as close to as we used to be. And as an only child, I sit here going, yeah, I wish I had siblings and I, my, my cousins aren't here either. And I grew up really close to them, but then everybody kind of drifted apart. So it's kind of an interesting <sighs> little study in sociology that we're happen. looking at. All right, we'll go to the phones. Uh, Cheryl's in Lee Summit. Hey, Cheryl. Yeah. Yeah, hi. I had, my mother was one of nine. So I had, including myself, 24 first cousins on that side of the family and over 30 second cousins. And then there's like third and fourth cousins. And we were all really close until we probably got middle-aged. And and some of my cousins were still really close, and they're they're I don't have a sister, I have a brother, but those sister cousins to me are just like sisters, you know, they're my sister cousins I call them. So I, I miss the big thing, I miss it. You know, we used to get together four or five times a year at our grandparents, and we'd have sixty people in the house. You know, it was crazy, but it was fun. So I really do still love all the cousins I still have, and I still have fifteen. Wow. Wow. So that's pretty good, I think. <laughs> uh, somebody remind me of the difference between what's a second cousin versus cousin once removed? This is always a fun conversation. I can't remember. Oh, well, my first cousin, it would be. Well, I know first, first cousin. Cousins, it would be my first cousin. It would be their child right. would be a second cousin. I get and that. Their child, their child, sir, just, it just keeps you know, multiplying like that. First cousin has a kid. The second cousin has a kid. The third cousin has a kid. You know, just that's the way it keeps going. I don't know when it runs out. I get that. <laughs> What's the once removed thing, though? Once, I, when I, it's marriage? I don't know. I think it's Let marriage. No, I don't know. We're going to have to look it up. Yeah. yeah. We're going to have to look it up. Find it out on the air. I'll be listening. <laughs> <Thanks> <laughs> Cheryl, <laughs> Colin, if you could help us look, at that up, look that up, that'd be great. Um, because I am close to... This happened after my dad died. Um, my dad was very close to several of his cousins who, after my dad passed, um, aren't that we're, I'm probably closer in age to them than he was because they were just, they were kind of younger. And so I have cousins of my dad's that I have become close to because they are five or six years older than me. And so a couple of my dad's cousins that were 10 or 12 years younger than him or 15 years younger, reached out to me after he passed, and we have stayed in touch now. I think that's cool. Which is which is kind of nice. Especially it's, as adults. Yeah, especially because they were close to him, and they can kind of help me remember him. Yeah, because my dad's my dad's passed too, and his side of the family is a, is a whole story. Uh, his dad told him he was adopted, and that was sort of true. And I also told him he had a twin that ended up not being true, but that he did have he did have a brother who had a big family and so I, I haven't really thought of ever like 
my dad's cousins. And in fact, like we've never met that brother. Mm-hmm. They were they were never reconnected in life, um, which is very sad too. Uh, but yeah, I, that's interesting. I I did a lot of digging into this during the pandemic. I did a lot of like genealogy. I went back to like the 1400s. It was fat. I just got mm-hmm. really into it. It was fascinating. Learned a lot. It was very interesting because of this mystery on my dad's side. And sadly, it's a lot of tragedy. We won't get into it on a Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, I mean, our family stories do have an impact on our day-to-day lives. As much as we would like to not believe that, we, it does. It just does. And knowing your family story, I think, is important if you can get that information. Not knowing your family story is another thing. Because you read stories, too, about twins who maybe, like, Elvis is one of the most popular. He, he had a twin that was lost at birth. Mm-hmm. And he always felt like he was missing somebody in his life. And like our families have played such a critical role in our story too. And the lack of one does as well. Has to. Have you done the 23andMe? Have you done the DNA stuff? Yes. Did you find out things that were interesting? There have been, well, yeah, I did. I did finally learn the story of my grandfather. It was very sad. And I understand why he told my dad the stories he told my dad. And probably like in order to not relive all that trauma, it was, it was very sad. A lot of loss. And, you know, back, like, even I was talking to my grandmother about this because I also found out she had a sister and she had forgot that there was a younger sister. And unfortunately, like back when my grandmother was 90, you know, kids didn't live all the time. I mean, it was, it wasn't uncommon to lose a child through sickness or, you know, something occurring. It just wasn't uncommon. So like she had forgotten that, that fact too. Like there's a lot of interesting things that you can learn. We they documented everything so much better then than we do now. Yeah. I mean, you can go back and see them signing the census from 1900s, 1800s. Mm-hmm. It's just fascinating. That's why I totally geeked out on all that. Like I went back and found like my on my my dad's mother's side. So what does that make a paternal side? Dad's paternal side. It is your paternal side, yes. Yeah. They founded the country. Oh wow. But because okay. she married somebody in a different religion, she was ostracized from the family. That was very common back then. So that side of the family would be fascinating to connect to. It's, it'd be very hard to even figure out how now. I've never done the 23andMe. I just haven't done it yet. Um, but we have a member of our family, my dad's side, that has kept the genealogy of the family. Every every kid at some point gets a big manila envelope. Yeah, I got that's, one. That's got the 100 pages in it of the family history and the family tree, which is great because now we're losing, you know, the next generation is dying off. And so it's cool to have, because the family, my dad's side was my grand, my grandma didn't come over on the boat, but my grandma's, my great grandmother came over on the boat from the old country. And so that's part of my family story too. They, I don't actually know where my last name comes from because they changed it. I think because they were they were Irish Catholic living in New Jersey, and at that time in American history, not a good thing. So they changed their last name to, and I'm sure in their minds, open up more opportunities that would be available. Uh, but I was always told growing up I was German, not German. Huh. I'm half Irish English. Um, okay. Yeah. Anyways, like it's just all fascinating too, and and literally like on my dad's grandmother, like her family. Like my, one of my great grandfathers was like best friends of George Washington. Like they literally founded the country, but that was never part of my story. And had we not had some of these tools out there and ancestry.com, I mean, there's a lot of great information. There's a lot of weirdness behind who owns that, but whatever. Yeah. I won't get into that. Yeah. Let's get uh, one more quick call on here. Dave is in Lenexa. Hi, Dave. Hi, how are you guys today? Great. I was just going to join on. You had mentioned about the different generations. Uh, I had 
24 uncles and aunts. Uh, my parents both had uh, seven or eight uh, uh, brothers and sisters. But the next generation down, we each only had probably three or four kids. And then my kids, uh, I have just one, one daughter, and my brothers and sisters only have one or two kids. So, yes, it definitely is disappearing. We, yeah. You know, I had, you know, dozens of cousins, and unfortunately, my daughter only has three or four, and it's a, it's a little bit different, I guess. Definitely. Thanks for the call, Dave. We're up against the clock. Yeah, it's um, it's unfortunate. Those are the kids that you get to play with when you're a kid. We so. did have a giant war that, yeah, <laughs> and the government very much encouraged us to repopulate the country after that, and other countries in Europe too. Like, but that's just not the priority today. Yeah. All right, uh, we need to get to a break. Coming up in the next hour. Once again, the problem with shoplifting, what is happening in a store in San Francisco, if you want to go shop there. Get to that coming up here on KMBZ. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.